Today I have the opportunity to speak with and interview a true superstar in the community. I want to introduce my listeners to the JND, Jessica Nicole Dickerson. Oh yeah. Wait, so why do you go by JND again? Now that I'm recording, I want to hear it. <laughs> okay. Now so, that you're chewing, you took a big bite of that fig bar. Like, while I'm eating my fig bar, yes. Sorry, my mouth is full. Um, but like... I was trying to like create accounts like names and things and I was trying to I wanted to do Jessica Nicole Dickerson because Jessica Nicole's always taken and Jessica Dickerson's taken. There's just too many Jessicas in the world. So like I was just like, okay, I'll just go J and D and then I had to elaborately figure out how to make it like different. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'll just go J and D. That oh, works. Oh you Jessica's taking over the world one Simpson at a time or something. Yes. Yes. And that's the goal. You have your like super happy sign in where you're like J N D where'd that come from? Um it just like, you know, you watch YouTubers and you're like, okay, I need something cute. To start you with. just wanted to be charismatic <laughs> AF. Yep, exactly, exactly. What made you, you- get it? What made you hop into the YouTube game? Um, honestly, it's because, like, well, I've always wanted to make YouTube. And I've commented on, like, oh, if I had started YouTube when I first wanted to start YouTube, it would have been, like, a makeup channel. And I'm very happy I didn't do that because I don't wear makeup. How long ago? <laughs> it would have been, like, huge waste of time. How, so, yeah. How long ago was that? Oh, like, I've been a binge YouTube watcher since I was, like, when did, like, Whenever I got my hands on my first computer, which was probably when I was, like, 11, when we had, like, a local, like, TV or, like, little computer station that everyone could use. So, yeah. I've just always been such an avid YouTube watcher. And then this year, I started really getting into BookTube. But I'm like, you know what? This seems like a nice community, so I'm just going to join in. And none of my friends like books, and none of them want to talk about reading. So... It's it just it was perfect. It was chill. It was nice, like to have people to talk about books. So <laughs> it does seem it a little less cutthroat than the beauty community. Um, oh, I just started watching yeah. a little bit of that because um, even though I'm not the biggest fan, Shane Dawson released that Jeffrey's Star oh, docu series. Yes. Everyone's been talking about those. So I, I watched haven't that, and then I started watching some other beauty channel. Oh, and then the Laura Lee apology video came out, and it the mm -hmm. the beauty community was just trending for like a month straight. So of course, I familiarized myself. Yeah. The thing, like, I used to really watch, like, a lot of them, like, Jaclyn Hill and Manny MUA, and, like, I used to watch a lot of them. I used to watch Jeffree Star, too, like, because I didn't really care about, like, not to be mean, but, like, I, I watched them for their content, and then, like, all their personal drama started to flood into their content, so I just kind of got tired of it. I really don't like content that's drama-based, so I'm just, like, the beauty community has been, like, I've, I've turned away from it, because I feel like it's less about helping people, like find style and like express themselves and it's more now about like your views and like it Who just can be just, the like, head bitch. yeah exactly so i'm just like not about that i always feel awkward swearing on here but then i realize my videos aren't monetized anyway <laughs> yeah no, no. oh if you do ever want to watch a beauty channel I would watch Jackie Ina she's like the only beauty guru i still watch but um i've never she's heard of very, her yeah, she's, she's like, her channel's all about promoting, like, African-American females, so she can get pretty aggressive. <laughs> like, her latest video was commenting on the whole skin bleaching thing that Black China's doing. So, her channel has drama, but I feel like it's always about, like, promoting beauty for, like, African-American females and not, like, 
don't rely on skin bleach. Like, just do what you know. Feel beautiful in your own skin. So that's why I like her channel. And she's hilarious. So highly recommend. So what do you think of the commentary channels then? Since you said you don't like a drama-based commentary. is just all drama. Yeah. I don't watch them. Mm, not at all. But do you watch Celebrity Gossip then? Because you you just dropped Black China in here. Do you, do you watch like your TMZ and all that? I don't, but because I have a Twitter, I do, like, people be retweeting things, and I'm just like, oh, God, this is still happening. But no, I, I don't read any, like, gossip stories and stuff. I, like, try and steer clear from all that craziness. See, I love those. That's sort of my vice. I'm, I'm a huge TMZ fan. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I mean, hilarious. I wouldn't say... How I, did you fall into that rabbit hole? I don't know. I, I just... Oh, no, actually, why am I lying? I do know. So I had an internship my junior year of undergrad in cable this was back when so i'm finishing my master's in economics but i got my undergrad in english and i wasn't entirely sure what i wanted to do so i was looking at journalism as a possibility so i was um doing a sports journalism internship at a local news station and there were very long hours when i would be the only person in the sports office and the sports office had five tvs and it was summer so the only sports that were on was baseball so my options were to watch five baseball games or change the channel, and I would change the channel to TMZ on one of them and get more into that than the minor league baseball games and the major league baseball games that I had to watch, <laughs> and just sort of stuck around. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's a. I know it's like real life, and for, since this is audio and you can't see, I'm doing air quotes, but it's just it's so hilariously fake that it you know you just feel detached from it. Oh, for sure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but you want to be one one day because you sort of have your uh, your interest all over the place. You're you're into your book oh, too, yeah. obviously, and you love your reviews and your reading. But you mm -hmm. also are an aspiring um, actress, artist, uh, comic book writer, and uh, what is it? Ink inkist colorist? What, what I don't know what the word is for comics. Oh, that's <laughs> I wouldn't know either. I don't have fancy terms. <laughs> but you, but you sort of are really into anything that's creative. I'm trying to, yeah, for sure. Because it's like, the thing is like, I feel like my interests are very much in like storytelling. So yes, I want to be like an actor, but I think like the story is what's most important and being able to convey it in the correct way. And then that kind of plays into art. And like, I've always dreamt of making my own comic book. That's just like a big dream of mine. So one day I hope to do that. And I just like, I just have stories in my head. And I like, I have a particular way of how I want to tell them so like I have a idea that I was like not telling you about like because we were talking about it previously when you first started DMing on Twitter but like I have like a, a really elaborate story and I feel like it would best be told in like oh like a comic book like but I would I would probably do a webcomic because I'm not gonna that sounds like a lot of work to actually like make a comic book and like hope people like buy it it's like no nah, I'll just publish it on the internet and like see if people like it and then I'll have other stories like I have another story that I would really want to be a movie so I, I like I have a screenplay like idea that because I feel like that's the best way to tell that story I don't know if that makes sense but that's how my brain works <laughs> have you written any um I've written I've written wow I can't talk um like really shitty ones like eons ago sorry Christ. <laughs> oh you're good but um like, I've just played around with ideas. I don't think I've actually ever finished a project, which is probably why I'm, like, terrified of doing anything when it comes to, like, like, I'll do something, I'll start a project, but I'll never finish it, and I'll just sit on my computer, and I'll be like, that was a good try. <laughs> <laughs> but are these all projects that require, I don't know, like, are these all scripts? So for films and comics, are they um, 
books because maybe i don't know uh the thought process of not just writing the script but how stressful it'll be to actually put it into production and find an artist or if you're going to do oh. it yourself how long oh, yeah. will it take to just write it and then bring it to life mm-hmm. I, I think what actually stops me is like me wanting it to be perfect and knowing that right now at my skill level it won't be perfect but then at the same time, will you ever be perfect enough to achieve your ultimate goal? It's like, no. So I'm trying to let that go. And that's why I really started YouTube this year. Because I was like, I'm letting go of this idea of being an artsy, aesthetically pleasing person. Because that's not going to happen. Um, so I think I do want to, like, I've, I've written ideas out. And I have, like, a storyline in my head. But it's a matter of just putting it to paper. Like, it's a matter of doing it. And when it comes to, like, the screenplay idea, I mean, like, I probably wouldn't be able to, like, produce my own film. I would probably just, like, sell it or, like, give it to people to read. (laughs) That's probably the most... Because I don't, like, all these projects, I don't want to, like, make money off of them. I mean, clearly, like, that'd be great if I could have that career. But I don't expect it. So it's just mostly just to get it out there. Because it's, like, been in my head for, like, eons. And I just need to, like, just satisfy them and make them in a way that I'll be happy with them because I know if I just produce crap then I won't I will be so upset you know but do you think your perfectionism has held you back a little bit oh for sure it's still holding me back that's why like when it comes to especially this webcomic I I really want to tackle it next year um and like actually like publish it and like I've made an art Instagram and I haven't posted anything on that Instagram I have zero followers and zero like I like it's just like it's just sitting there waiting to be used and I'm just like next year I'm really gonna try and like dive into it more because it's it like I'm so concerned that it won't be perfect so it's definitely held me back but I think it's just biting the bullet and doing it and just being happy that you did it instead of being happy that it's perfect why strive for the perfection though I'm curious are you more afraid of the response you get from others or are you more afraid of how you'd feel about it yourself how I feel about it because I know like if I look at something and I didn't do my best like I think that'll make me feel way sadder than someone, like, dissing it or something, you know? Yeah. So what about these uh, booktubes uh, videos, then? Uh, how, how do they work in with your perfectionist mindset? Uh, is it more along the lines of you feel less stressed with this, the stakes are a little lower, or... Definitely. I feel like just because the community is so kind, like, I was first, like, I was initially kind of scared... But then, like, as, like, people were being nicer and, like, I've started to make more connections with people and I talk to people more regularly, like, I'm not scared. It's not, like, it's it's a zero-pressure situation. If anything, my parents who watch all my videos are the only ones who are, like, ever inflicting, like, Jess, your audio, man, what's up with that? Everyone else is, like, super kind. So it's, like, I feel like it like that perfectionism when it comes to booktube has like died like now it's just like okay i like this this is a good hobby i like talking about books so it's 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 really just genuinely fun to do so it's no longer like i need to craft the perfect thing where are you are your parents in um do they work in a creative industry as well or are they what do they do kind of so my dad works at home he's like a computer i always say web designer but that is like not the best (laughs) explanation but he like he will code things and he'll write little things and things will happen on the computer and he works for a big company in russia actually um so he has crazy hours and he works from home um so he's pretty creative on the tech side which is probably why he'll judge my video quality (laughs) because my quality is like and i use imovie and he's like he's trying to get me to use adobe 
And I'm just like, Dad, you know how long my little brain, I can't handle learning all that stuff. <laughs> Not yet, at least. Um, and then my mom, she's a teacher. Right now she's teaching middle school, but she's also a writer. And she's self-published. Um, I think at this point she self-published two books. So she's definitely a creative person. And when it comes to writing and reading, I always talk to her about books and like her new projects because she cycles through a couple projects and stuff. So two things. One, do you think you'll write a book like your mom? And two, what are the names of the books your mom wrote? Give her a little shout out. Oh, yes. Um, so first question was, um, I definitely, I do see myself writing a book. It's just like, I have an idea. I have two ideas. One that's fantasy, one that's contemporary. I may tackle the contemporary idea for next year's NaNoWriMo. We'll see. I don't know. I feel like it'd be fun to just kind of do it in that format and be, like, with everybody in the internet, like, striving to get word count and stuff. Whereas if I did it by myself, I wouldn't be motivated. And then you guys should check out my mom's book. Her name is Angie Dickerson. And her first book is Friends at 40. And then the second one is Friends at Sea. Amazon. <laughs> I love those titles because I think one of yeah. one, one thing I love about BookTube, um, and one thing I've discovered in my twenties now, um, is that one completely underdeveloped and underrated adult skill is making friends when you're not in school anymore or when you're right. in grad school. It's a very difficult. Um, well, or... the the premise of Friends at Forty is really about um, empty ne- empty nesters. So. It's kind of, it's not my mom's story per se when we all left to college because all my siblings have left the nest. So um, it was kind of like a revelation of the relationship after the kids leave home. So how everyone's like, how the couple tries to like have their own life now. But it's like, how do you live when you've been so focused on someone else? So the friends aspect is really about the partnership between the two. So not even just having a hard time having friends and social engagements with people in your like community, but having a friend at home who's supposed to be your lifelong partner. So it's that bigger picture of just like figuring out what to do with your life, if that makes sense. Sounds like a combination of terrifying and hilarious. Oh yeah. And my mom is so funny. She has so many like little innuendos. Like it's just great. (laughs) (laughs) I highly recommend. How many siblings do you have? Um, I have an older sister and a younger brother. So and three altogether. How similar are you guys? Are any is anyone of them like the uh, the super technical nerd like your dad, or a bit of a thespian like you? Or mm-hmm. so my brother would be the tech nerd for okay. sure. Um, he actually works at Verizon and he like sells iPhones for a living and he's been trying to push the new iPhone on me and I'm like, dude, I'm okay with my iPhone six. Leave me alone. He brings work home to Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh, he would. He's, he's, I think he's even trying to bring it to Christmas. Like guys, let's go get some new iPhones. <laughs> the tree's um, looking a little empty. Why don't you get the eye tree? <laughs> yes. Um, and then my sister, um, she is, well, I know she, that career-wise, that eventually she wants to write. So she's more kind of suited as my mom's taste of, like, loving to write and loves – she also loves reading, too. So she was reading way before I was. Like, I'm, I'm a very new reader in the last few years. But for her, she read through her teens. She read, like, the March series and things like that if, when that was really popular, if you remember that. <laughs> so she's a huge – and she's also very into um, Sarah J. Mass. 
and she's trying to get me to read it. And I'm just like, I will, I, I promise. At one point, I'll, I'll cave and read those massive books. But yeah, she's definitely a creative soul like me. But I think my brother's creative too, but he's just very like technical in all his creativity. <laughs> it's very funny. Does your sister watch your channel? I'm pretty sure they all actually watch my channel. I will get random like messages on my phone like, hey, Jess, I saw your video. You're so cute. Or my brother will make the most random comment about like, oh, Jess, you need to like expose people on your channel. I'm like, okay, See, on it. He wants you to go more like the commentary and uh, oh, beauty sure. dra drama route. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's like, Jess, I'm ready for you to diss some people. I'm like, I don't have anybody to diss, man. Who's the best smack talker in your family? Best smack talker? Oh, like I want to say myself because I'm pretty sure I'm like the sassiest out of everybody and I'm also the most stubborn. But like then my mom, she can just like no matter what I bring, she can always just smack it down. Well, she taught <laughs> like, you everything you know, right? Oh, yes, for <laughs> sure. She taught me everything I knew. So maybe my mom, me and my mom might tie, but I'm pretty sure she wins. <laughs> so what are some of the skills that uh, BookTube has been teaching you along the way? Well, for one, I guess, when did you when did you make your newbie tag? Um, like recent. Yeah, because you're pretty um, new. Yeah, uh, like I committed to BookTube. I think it was like two months ago, possibly. It wasn't like it. It was recent, but not last month. And it was so. It was really cool because I was at like 120 subscribers and just doing like uploading book videos without really realizing about the BookTube community. And like I wouldn't get that many views or comments, but I didn't care. And the next thing you know, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do the BookTube uh, newbie tag, and like it shot up to like 200 subscribers. And I was like, oh, and now like I have friends, and then we always like comment on each other's videos. It's very endearing. So yeah, it's very cute. I just decided randomly to do that tag too, so I'm very happy. <laughs> I think it's pretty cool how um, welcoming and um, encouraging the community can be. I, I haven't really seen it outside of this community, uh, but then again, I haven't been creating content outside of this community, but uh -huh. reaching triple digits felt a lot easier than it could have been. I mean, like it, what it feels like once you do these tags and when you start talking to people, like uh -huh. they want you to succeed. Yeah, it's, it's very much like that. And then at the same time, you want others to succeed too. Like a lot of the friends I made on Twitter, like I'll like point out like, oh my God, you're so close to 1K. Like, and I'll be retweeting their stuff. And I'm like, I'm excited for their growth too, which I think in turn, like makes people excited for your success too. Like, it's just like such a, like a give and take. And like, we are all trying to build each other up. And again, like, yeah, I don't know if I see that in other communities because yeah, I haven't been very much into other communities, but, like, even when I was just, like, told my friends that I had videos, it's like, you know, they would occasionally, they would, like, I see them subscribe and stuff, but they're not engaged, whereas, like, the BookTube community is so engaged, like, constantly. It's, like, it's so nice. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, I don't think the beauty com community is that, uh, <laughs> full shade, of that much camaraderie. <laughs> Well, based on the very few, I mean, I don't know. My first experience with that community was just watching the Manny MUA fallout with uh, with Jeffrey and all of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's not a very good representation, I don't feel. But, like, it's a good representation for the very high, like, because there's, like, I feel like 10 or 20 beauty gurus that are, like, have stolen the show and, like, have tons, like, millions of subscribers. But I feel like there's so many other channels that, like, do well for themselves. I just, like, I don't know if they have, like, a community. Like, I don't know if the beauty gurus are, like, chatting and, like, engaging 
in the same way that booktube is because I feel like booktube since we're all like kind of just like excited about books and like talking and sharing things whereas beauty is all about like the items and like the skill of using it so I don't know I feel like their conversations are just different you know like they're not about the person oh my god did you see this new palette the same way we talk about yeah I got this new palette help me how to use it you know like it's it's very skill-based it's like like trying to learn a new like skill like how to do this and you watch tutorials and stuff whereas booktube's strictly like let's talk about life and like diversity and like oh we can talk about anything we can just start something off with discussion and then we can talk into like how we think i don't know people are secretly dogs oh yeah definitely I will say. How did you know I was thinking that? (laughs) I'm glad we share this same idea. It's because my dog just walked down the hall, Mm. sniffing around. I will say, on the off chance that a beauty person was listening to this and got somewhat offended, uh, you're all beautiful at the very least. Even if even if you don't have the friendliest personalities, you're beautiful. So you got that going for you. Or if you have the friendliest personality, (laughs) comment your channel and we will support you because we definitely need to spread some love in the universe because. That's, like, what's most important. I feel bad for anybody who's in a part of any YouTube community and feels, like, not loved. OJMD. Spreading Mm -hmm. the love. Yes. Life goals. So, what sort of skills has BookTube brought to someone who's trying to create um, an entertainment brand? Are you learning skills on branding, marketing, uh, social media? Skills Mm -hmm. that you can apply? Well, I feel like... Though BookTube, yes, it's made me, like, learn those things. But at the same time, I feel like I don't do them very well. (laughs) So I still feel like I'm very much learning. Um, I'm also a very, like, lazy person, and I procrastinate. So when it comes to, like, making, like, like, oh, I have to twit. Like, I didn't just, I just started getting really into Twitter. So I feel like I've also been missing a lot of, like, prime, like, communication with other people. So I feel like I'm just now starting to get, comfortable with promoting myself if that makes sense um so i think booktube has let me do that be comfortable about talking about like oh yeah i have a youtube channel (laughs) but i still like (laughs) i won't tell people just because like i know i know nobody who likes books so it's very rare but yeah just like slowly getting comfortable with promoting myself but i think the only really good skill is like yeah like of course learning how to edit videos is really handy especially as an actor um and also just being more like talkative with the camera especially like that's also a really big reason why I wanted this channel to be super chill because I just wanted to practice talking about things I love because that's like the best way to grow it's like do something you like but also challenging yourself at the same time so you grow but you're enjoying it (laughs) so having that balance so I think that's really helped me um with my talking and like being lively if that makes sense. Makes perfect sense. So what are some things you want to grow into? What are some what are some things that you see around the internet that you want to teach yourself or that you want to bring to your channel? I mean, if we're talking about particularly my channel, I just wish that it was more aesthetically pleasing. Like some people have like editing skills and like their thumbnails are so like on point and they have the cute little intros so I've already talked to my dad I'm like I'm gonna pin him down I'm like you're gonna help me make my channel look better okay because that is my goal that would definitely be like my channel goal is to make it like just look better because I feel like it looks okay but it also kind of looks like uh you know like a teen made it because technically those are my skill levels you know who has amazing intros um a morose reader the french girl Yes, yes, definitely. I also like 
Alexandra Roseland always has, like, the best, like, cutest little edits and things. Like, so many people have such good, like, intros and stuff. And I'm just like, I want, I want. And then as far as, like, I guess I'm going to do my, and I have to announce it because it's audio only, my air quotes of iconic um, intros goes to Rachel for her, um, her Halloween, I forgot the name of the video, but the one where she did the Hocus Pocus intro, that, that's yes. probably the one that stands out to me the most for individual mm-hmm. intro. I love that one. Definitely. Yeah. So yeah. But then at the same time, it's like, I have to be realistic with myself. I'm like, I'm going to school and I'm doing this for fun. So that's why I tend to procrastinate and I'm like, you know what? I gotta do an essay. Let's just put up the video and say that I did it. But then I still feel really accomplished. But at the same time, I feel like the quality is never as good as it could be. What do you study? So I'm a theater major and a studio arts minor. Ha ha ha! Wow, so much creativity oozing from this bachelor's oozing, degree, which is hilarious because like I, I tell people I'm a studio arts minor, and they assume like that I'm super great. And the thing is, is that I'm really like not. I'm actually never. I'm self-taught. So this is the first semester I've ever taken an art course. And, like, my teacher is, like, this – he's a great artist. But, like, as a teacher, he doesn't, like – he's not really good with his English. So his his lessons are very much like, oh, Jess, you're a slow drawer. You must draw quicker. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, wait, wait, your proportions are off. It looks more like this. And he'll take it and he'll, like, fix it and it'll look perfect. And I'm like, cool. Like, how do I do that? It's very interesting, but it's definitely really helped me grow. So that's why I really like art too, because it's like it's something that like a lot of people will turn away from because it's like, oh no, that's really hard. It's like if you sat and dedicated time every single day to drawing like either the same thing or something new every day, you will like get better. So it's really interesting to look back at my portfolio and be like, oh, I've grown. So yeah. So personally, I think I'm doing good, but like compared to other artists. No. Well, how many berets do you have in your closet? How many berets? Um, sadly, none. I don't have a single hat. See, I thought berets... I guess I'm not a real artist. Well, I, I just, I sort of thought berets were sort of the equivalent of, like, belts and karate. And once uh, you, and you just elevate up to the, the black beret, like a black belt. Maybe I'll just buy one and consider myself a black belt, though I don't a, think anyone would agree. I'm a black belt in studio art. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> and any shows in your um theater? at school are you are you acting Um, any shows the only show i've been in well this semester i was in the halloween show and i played a possessed nun it was great it was fabulous i scared a lot of people lots of people screamed that's fantastic (laughs) um but other than that i think that's the only production i yeah because i just transferred and became a theater major and like art minor um last semester for the spring so i'm a little offset so i'm graduating december 2020 so, like, I, I know I'm still auditioning and things like that, but it's, like, it's a big theater department, and, like, shows normally only have, like, seven or so actors. So, yeah, if I don't get cast, it's okay. But, like, I'm really trying. I don't know if you know the play Intimate Apparel, but I'm, I'm going to audition for that. It's a, it's about African-American, uh, like, the African-American experience. This older woman um, in New York, like, She's kind of displaced, and she wants to fall in love. And it's just a really tragic story. You should definitely read it. Intimate Apparel. Intimate Apparel. Um, I'm auditioning for that. But who knows if I'll actually get it? Because there's, like, three girls. And I think one of them is supposed to be Caucasian. So I have, like, two chances. (laughs) So that's, like, the acting life, you know? You're, like, auditioning for one role, and there's, like, 200 people who are also auditioning. And you can never get mad if you don't get the part because, like, 
someone else got it because they clearly fit the part better. So you can't be upset. But sometimes you lose hope. Oh no, you're not there yet, are you? Because <laughs> you got the possessed no. nun. And from what it sounds like, that's actually a big deal in this department. Well, not not the, that position itself, but I just mean like it's a big department. Um, it it was like uh, there was a lot of like Halloween, like different like. There were a lot of mini shows. How do I say? It? Yeah, we had a lot of mini shows in our library. That's called like Hannon, and it was called the Haunting of Hannon. It was very cute. So like they started in the basement and they like went through, and there was a bunch of different rooms. Um, so it wasn't like that big of a deal. It's more of a fun show that a lot of people get to finally like participate in and things like that. Um, so thanks for the compliment, but not really. <laughs> I'll just take the compliment anyway. I will. Our finals coming for you because they're co- they're right around the corner for me. Or you have them right now. Yeah, I have my last week of classes next week, and then the following week is finals week, and it's really funny because I feel like I'm the only one that feels this way. But I'm not stressed for finals because I don't know. As a theater major and art minor, in this semester in particular, all of my classes I have like a take home final. I have two like essays that I need to turn in, but other than that, I just have like two performances. So it's like, it's, it's, my semester's kind of seamless, seamlessly like coming together. So I, I'm not stressed. I feel like I should be, but I'm not. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of happy about that. What's a, what's a performance final for a theater major? Um, so like I'm taking scene study, which is like a 200 class. Um, and we're, we've been doing, we've done three scenes. We're working on our final scene. So on the final day, like the final period time, we're all coming in and we're presenting our final scene. And we've been working with like a partner, um, new partners. So this will be our last just kind of performances. And there's probably like seven or eight performances in pairs of twos. So yeah, so that would be like, if you take something like scene study. Do you get these graded like as groups though, so one person can totally ruin it for everyone? Um, I don't think so, but it 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 really depends on your teacher. I feel like, um, because last semester I was in beginning acting, and my teacher kind of graded on whether or not we met. Because he he also did this really weird schedule where it's like, okay, for the next three weeks of the semester, instead of coming in for the three class time periods, I'm just gonna you're gonna come in for one of them and you have to be with your partner and he graded that so sometimes it's a lot about just participation but yeah like for the most part it's it's individual it's like what are, what are you bringing and it's just very hard to grade acting in general so some teachers will create rubrics of what they're looking for like one of our teachers for example does like the reality of doing um whereas how are you physically in the setting of the scene, what are you doing? Is it realistic? Are you actively doing something? If that makes sense. 100%. To make it more, yeah, to make it more realistic. So that's something she'll look for in your scene and great on. Do any of your other uh, acting friends, do they have this YouTube presence they're building up on the side though? Or are you actually sort of ahead of the curve with building up an online presence? I don't know. I feel like because because people are kind of so embarrassed about talking about those kind of things, like where they're like, no, don't look at me on the internet unless it's my Instagram. Cause I've perfectly crafted that. <laughs> um, yeah. Instagram so people brag about for sure. Yeah. I feel like Instagram is like very braggable. Whereas like YouTube, it's like, it depends on like what your content is. Cause I feel like if you like have a booktube channel like me, I'm like, I'm not bragging about it because none of my friends really like books. So it wouldn't be like, oh yeah, guys, like I just uploaded a vlog. Like my last vlog was 28 minutes long. 
So I'm just like, I'm not bragging about it. I like the vlog. I think it's very engaging. And if my friends happen to bring up like, oh, YouTube something or other, I might bring it up. But for the most part, I don't. So yeah, I don't think I'm beating the curve. And I don't know if BookTube will help me in my acting career, like in like creating an audience. It might, it might not. I don't know. Right now, it's really good for just building my confidence because everyone's so nice and so polite. <laughs> that is true. I mean, it definitely helps with... It's going to be silly. I feel like it even helps with things like public speaking just because you're forced to oh, speak yeah. a lot. <laughs> you're mm-hmm. speaking to people that you and know are going to be listening. Then you edit down what you're saying when you're talking crazy and you kind of learn, okay, just stop Don't sound crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, if, I, I do think... I mean, I think creating content helps anyone. And I do think creating video content comes with a whole slew of um, skills that people can brag about on LinkedIn um, and get and get jobs with. So I'm curious. Mm-hmm. So you graduate in, did you say you graduate in December 2020 or you just graduate in 2020? Uh, December 2020. First steps after you graduate, are you um, looking to mostly pursue acting? Is that is that sort of the dream right well, now? What I like to tell people is in a in a perfect world. Perfect world. That's what um, I'm caring about right now. What? What? I said that's what I care about right now. Perfect world. Yes. Okay. So in a perfect world, um, like I'd hope that like I think one of the bigger projects that I would like to actually put out in the world and get published is a like a illustrated children's book. I think that would be really really fun. And I have stories in my head, so I'd like write and illustrate them and like send them out and try and get it published. And that would be like my smallest form of income to help support me as I pursue acting. And then doing like, I don't know, YouTube and like publishing things and just maybe finding ways of um like through art, maybe my webcomic does well. I could try and print copies and sell them. Like, you know, like something like that. I definitely don't want to go into a office job, though I probably will. Because like I don't I've taken a gap year from school and I worked and that's when I really learned that I'm not like built to do office jobs. <laughs> I'm a creative soul and that I will feel very sad if I'm stuck working at a job that I don't care about. Um, so definitely when I graduate, I, I want to have a like creative background and try and like just work for myself and getting all these stories out that I think that would be my like lifelong goal. And I want to be in areas like LA and New York. So that way I could pursue acting too. Cause I think acting is so fun. I know it's a really hard industry to get into. So I like, though I'm in my perfect world, I still have my expectations low, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Um, do you think that your YouTube channel then is going to, not saying ever leave BookTube, but grow and do more than just BookTube? Um, I think so, just because of who I am. Um, probably. Like, I know when I first started YouTube, and, like, there's a few acting videos that I've done about, like, acting 101 and, like, getting ready for an audition. So I think I just want the channel to reflect me and definitely – in life, I do want to read more because I really like reading and I like storytelling. But I may, like, try and add other aspects to, like, I know, like, for December, I'm doing a, a bunch of, like, planning videos for, like, the next year because, like, I'm an obsessive planner. Like, I, I need to plan everything to the dot. Even if I, like, procrastinate and things end up, like, veering, I still, like, every month will have, a, like, a really clear plan that I've created. So, like, I know... Next month, I'm going to have a lot of planning videos, which I know aren't very booktube But, like, 
eh. but <laughs> or still reflects me. I feel like the community is more about supporting people who are definitely having fun than any, oh, yeah. just as long as they bring the book. Like, for example, um, Halloween, Bowties and Books, they did their, um, all of those skits, like the, uh, the demon mm-hmm. possession uh, and the, uh, the the psycho uh, mm-hmm. Bates Motel. So I, I, I do feel like at the, some point it's it's more about like having fun with a book filter than just yeah. straight up books. Because well, especially for the smaller channels, I know some some channels do the traditional uh, hauls, TBRs, and reviews. But the small uh, all the smaller channels that I've been following at the moment seem to be experimenting and just having yeah, fun. Yeah, and I think that's that's a good thing because I feel like especially how the community talks about like consumerism and things like that, like that we're no longer just talking about the books we bought and the books we read, but thinking of a different way to talk about things and like also to just talk about life in general, because I feel like that's also mental health is like such a huge thing now that everyone always wants to talk about and self love. So I like bringing those aspects about your life because as a reader, you are, you, you experience life. And so it's, it's very interesting how I think for smaller YouTube YouTubers too, they can be way more experimental because there's less of a expectation. So I think that's why. And it's also, it's really interesting to see because I feel like BookTube is changing, but I think it's also changing in a really cool way and in a very different way that no one will be able to predict. So I usually like to end these with a bit of advice. Since you're still only two months in, I thought this week we could talk about something like uh, your advice, which is something that you're still overcoming yourself. For creators who might be suffering with the same perfectionist issue that you are having, Ooh. how are okay. you slowly uh, whittling that down and overcoming that, that issue? Uh-huh. Okay, so my advice would be is to, if you are creating just for you and it's something you enjoy and you like, then just put it out there. Like, it's just for you, no matter what anybody says about it or anybody else's expectations of it. As long as you're happy and content with it, like, that should be the number one most important thing. And if you're creating and you're not enjoying it, even if other people like it, you should find something that you like and that you enjoy. I think the internet space has become very much about pleasing people rather than being true to yourself. And I think that's why people are taking so many breaks from YouTube because they're so tired. It's like, it's cause you're not doing what you love anymore and you're trying to please, like please people rather than just do what you love. So definitely do what you love and love what you do and create stuff that you enjoy and you, you strictly have fun and that's it. Like don't have any expectations of I'm going to get a hundred subscribers in the first month. Cause it's just like, it's not about numbers. It's really not. It's about, doing what you love because that's what's going to make it a long-term thing. Like if you are enjoying it, you will do it for months and months. Whereas I've seen people who like do a couple videos and they like stop making YouTube videos. It's because they had these crazy expectations. It's like, no, no, just, just have fun. Have fun, be realistic. And well, and then being realistic doesn't mean you can't be optimistic as well. It's just, Oh yeah. yeah. You can definitely be optimistic, but at the same time, when, when you're being optimistic, your your goals shouldn't be number based, you know? Like I feel like we're so fixated on numbers. I feel like your goal should be like, okay, I'm gonna create new friends. Today I'm gonna try my best to comment on all the videos that I like because I wanna make sure that I'm reaching out to new people and like keeping your optimism like I guess in a sense realistic, but at the same time just 
keeping it manageable. Like you don't want to go crazy thinking about everything that is out of your control. Life is so crazy anyway. Like we don't want to add pressure to it. So just like keeping things like realistic to what you can do and what you're in charge of. So that way you can be happy and you don't have that pressure on yourself. Yeah, that reminds me of, I had to make sure I got his um, military position correct. Um, Admiral Jim Stockdale who was captured and put in was a prisoner of war for most of the war. And he was optimistic that he was going to be uh, released and he was going to survive the war, but he was realistic in knowing that it wasn't going to be anytime soon. So he was Uh locked up in prison and set in isolation. And he only got to uh, interact with other prisoners of war on the rarest of occasions. And they were all optimistic, but to a fault where they were saying, we're going to be, Um, out of here by Christmas we're going to be out of here by New Year's we're going to be out of here by 4th of July and every time they would set an unrealistic expectation and that date would pass they would feel more defeated whereas he was optimistic and knowing that he was going to make it home but he was also realistic and knowing that it wasn't going to be anytime soon he was able to keep his sanity throughout the war and this was something that was then put in Jim Collins's book uh good to great when he's talking about businesses, and when I'm talking about booktube channels, I like to think of them as little mini businesses. Uh, the mm-hmm. Stockdale paradox: realistic mm-hmm. goals, but stay optimistic and just stay the course. Definitely. I feel bad for doing that little ramble there at the end, so I'm going to uh, <laughs> I'm going to end that there. It was a good ramble. Don't be sorry. <laughs> I appreciate it. This episode's nonprofit highlight is the American Diabetes Association. The American Diabetes Association is a United States-based nonprofit that seeks to educate the public about diabetes and to help those affected by it by funding research to manage, cure, and prevent diabetes. Perfect. Perfect.